Welcome to the U.S.-China Insights Podcast from the National Committee on U.S.-China Relations, featuring short interviews with leading experts on timely issues affecting the U.S.-China relationship. I am Margot Landman, Senior Director for Education Programs at the National Committee on U.S.-China Relations. Joining me today is Shen Danxi, a Richard Rockefeller Fellow, who is Deputy Secretary General of the Sinai Foundation, a private corporate foundation in Beijing. Thank you for joining me today. Thank you for having me. It's exciting to be here. Let's start at the beginning. How did you get into the NGO world? Well, it's, um, I could give you a really long story, but to make it short, um, so I think I was really fortunate. I was born into this family um, that encouraged um, gratitude and social responsibility and giving back to society. Um, so right after college, actually between um, college and my graduate studies at Harvard, I started a nonprofit myself um, that brought drama and arts-related education programs to underprivileged children in China. So let's fast forward to the Sinai Foundation, mm -hmm. which I think is quite unusual. Could you talk about it? Yes. Um, so Sinai Foundation is really, I think, a good representative of the emerging generation of, of new foundations in China nowadays. Um, I think um, Sani is um, unique and innovative in many ways. Um, the first one, I think, is that um, Sani started to um, aim to be a grant-making foundation. Um, this might sound usual to the U.S. audience here, but in China, out of the current almost 7,000 foundations, I would say a vast majority are still operating uh, foundations. So um, being a grant maker from the very start um, kind of set the tone for Sani's um, current work. Um, the second area I think um, that's kind of interesting to share is that Sani um, doesn't have a specific focus in terms of particular social challenge. It, tries to tackle, but instead looks at the entire sector so, um, with the mission to improve the effectiveness of all nonprofit or social impact programs across and even beyond the sector. Um, the third aspect, I think, is that um, we have a very vibrant and pioneering team with the same entrepreneurship spirit, I believe. Um, so um, a lot of our work um, really engages stakeholders not only within the nonprofit sector in a narrow sense, but look at the entire um, domain of society that are very keen about exerting social impact. So we constantly talk with business, we talk with academia, we talk with um, even policy, um, people working in policy in general. Um, so that's exciting. And um, kind of responding to that is the unique way that Sani is utilizing its resources, both being um, a corporate foundation as well as um, a foundation that actually has and operates a very interesting um, kind of open space in the city center of Beijing. So um, with that space, um, a physical space that we're actually opening up um, a lot of room for exchange of ideas and innovative events um, and kind of serving as a hub 
for all sectors to come and talk about how we can actually make more concerted efforts to promote um, improvement regarding social issues. So kind of being more pioneering and cross-sectoral in our thinking, I think, is what um, draws any different from um, a lot of other foundations. That raises at least two questions. Mm -hmm. As a grant-making foundation, where does the money come from? Mm -hmm. So Sani started as a private foundation. Mm -hmm. um, our founder um, and his family owns a private company in China. Um, so a lot of our operating budgets are um, directed donations from the companies as well as some of its subsidiaries and affiliates. Mm -hmm. um, Right now, Sunny doesn't have an endowment, um, so I think that's also quite typical of Chinese foundations because of financial uh, and tax um, concerns. Mm -hmm. And the other question that came to mind was, you said that there's no particular focus. Mm -hmm. You address the entire universe, which seems rather huge. Yeah. How do you and your colleagues decide what to fund and what to leave to other funders? I think um, not having a specific focus in terms of a vertical topic area doesn't mean that we don't have a focus or that we don't try to be strategic. Um, instead, um, because our mission is really to improve the entire sector's capacity around effectiveness and efficacy, we think really carefully about what are the critical um, capacity, resource, and skills needed by our nonprofit partners so that they can run their programs in a more effective way. Let's turn to what you're doing here now. You're on this wonderful fellowship. Yes. You've already spent some time in the US. You've obviously been in the sector in China for a number of years. What has struck you about what you've learned since you've come in this incarnation mm -hmm. as a Richard Rockefeller Fellow? Yeah, absolutely. Um, the first aspect, I think, is that I'm really impressed by this um, commitment to professionalism in U.S. philanthropy. Um, I think this is reflected in a lot of ways. For example, in almost all the foundations we're talking to, I'm impressed by incredibly intelligent and um, committed professionals um, at different levels of the foundation as well as the boards. Um, second, I think um, what I, I'm really inspired by is um, sort of this really well-fledged um, infrastructure for the sector. Mm -hmm. So for a nonprofit, for example, here in the States, um, you can always turn to a professional evaluation organization or a team of researchers that can help you with expert areas. Um, Whereas in China, a lot of that is still in very nascent stage. The second aspect, I think, is um, the sense of legacy and, and stewardship, um, particularly with um, private and family foundations such as RBF. Um, I think um, a lot of efforts, a lot of deliberation is put in to thinking about how the philanthropic tradition and legacy could be carried on 
while coming up with new ideas and constant innovation exploration to refresh that idea. So I think that's an amazing um, trend that I'm seeing. Um, Chinese philanthropy has really been developing over the past 10 years or so. It's too so early It's too that. early to talk about legacy and yeah. tradition, I believe, but having that commitment in place, I think, um, would be um, really helpful and relevant in, in um, the sector in China right now. Um, and also related to that, I think, is um, the forward thinking and sort of this future-oriented commitment that a lot of foundations um, in the U.S. Um, actually have. Um, so a I think a lot of foundations are thinking, one, not only about doing good things, but doing them well, professionalism as we were talking about. Second, how do we envision a world 10 years or 20 years from now and how do we move from the current world we're in towards that shared vision we have. So we see a lot of foundations working in sort of putting in long-term engagement and, and investment um, in a rhetorical sense to, for a future that um, they want to see. And this is not only restricted to the US uh, as a country itself, but really extended globally. So thinking about, um, in RBF term, an interconnected world mm -hmm. um, that we're all striving for. Um, in comparison, I think because of this very early stage, the Chinese philanthropy is still in a lot of organizations, um, are reasonably looking at current challenges that Chinese society is facing. Um, but I believe there will be more um, daring and forward-looking um, organizations and programs that uh, will sort of be ushered in. It seems to me that not only are the worlds of philanthropy in the U.S. and China at very different stages, mm -hmm but there are also very different attitudes towards non-governmental organizations, mm. towards foreign efforts mm. in China when it comes to NGOs. How does that play into your thinking, mm. if you think my observations are correct, um, about how you will be able to apply what you've seen here mm. once you go back? I think a lot of people in China don't um, have a deep understanding of nonprofit and philanthropy. Um, there are also a, group, a certain number of people who are actually doing similar um, social impact work that don't call themselves mm -hmm. nonprofits or um, <coughs> philanthropists. Um, so that's very interesting, and especially with younger generations. I think nowadays. Um, a lot of younger people that I work with every day are really committed and passionate about social impact. So they want to be engaged in one way or another. Um, but because of the differences that you are talking about, both in terms of the sector as well as the entire society between China and US, I think a lot of Chinese people are trying to find their own position and their own way of addressing the problems that are in their community and in our surrounding. And potentially that will mean that Chinese nonprofits and philanthropists will ultimately come up with their own voice. Mm -hmm. um, 
own philosophy and methodology um, that could be distinctly different from what we're talking about here. Um, but I think the experience that RBF has given me is really just an extremely precious one because it enables me to actually gain this comparative perspective to know the possibilities on both sides and thinking about how um, China and U.S. could have a two-way conversation to exchange experience as well as lessons mm -hmm. um, in the philanthropic sector. Unfortunately, we're at the end of our time, but I thank you very much for a very stimulating conversation. Thank you. It's very nice to be here.